at the sound of my voice was originally created for me to verbalize my poetry. Initially, when I first began writing, it was a way for me to escape. To use words to create a different outcome when whatever was happening in my life wasn't what I wanted it to be. Well, you know how the mind works. Once your imagination starts to run, if you let it run long enough, you might end up somewhere new. I've always been one a desire to inspire mental as well as a physical stimulation with my work. With this platform, I want to introduce the most seductively, prolifically diverse, widest array of poetry and scripted stories that will arouse the audience's intellect and hopefully provide a newness in their perspectives. Now, at the sound of my voice, let's go. Tonight really isn't that different from any other night. The sounds from outside are just as they are when the clock on my newly cherrywood nightstand strikes midnight. Owls doing their usual mating call for the season, crickets defeating any chance of silence once the owls have stopped. And to make sure the night is heard, my neighbor from across the way is stumbling into his front door with another one of his feminine conquests. Probably from his usual chill spot, the final voyage, it was an exclusive after-hours spot that was members-only admittance. I was sometimes curious, but I was never curious enough to ask questions. Having my own set of emotions to get under control, I digressed many times more than I had acted upon my hunger's cry for any of the intrigued passers-by during my daily routine. I had to get a much firmer grip on my new life of immortality. Through everyone else's eyes, it would seem as if it was something of a prize to be with me, but in reality, I was potentially a very costly experience. Ambrosio got out of bed. He walked over to the French doors that opened to the balcony of his master bedroom. He took in a deep breath and exhaled a relieving release. He bowed his head and asked, there's a God up there, please help me. As hopeful as he wanted to be, he couldn't wrap his mind around there being a being so powerful, loving and merciful, but had allowed his life to take such a turn. Then a vision came. It was a remembrance of his last encounter with what he felt was the second most beautiful woman that he had ever laid eyes on. No one before that moment had ever matched the beauty of his wife in his former life. He had thought many times about just going to her and explaining the wow situation, but he knew that it would cause more harm than good. When she died last year, he mourned in complete silence. He allowed his mind to find someone deserving of his ability. The day had been long and very humid. The forecast had promised rain, but to no avail, it was still very, very dry. Then, he saw this unkempt woman carrying a brown oversized purse that looked to be a hand-me-down gift from an older sibling. He stopped and sat down on a bench that was in a particular spot off by itself. He closed his eyes and listened to her thoughts. Then he spoke to her subconscious and asked her to come sit for a moment. Unaware of what was taking place, the woman obediently obliged. The veins in Ambrosio's neck began to throb, as did the blood begin to rush to the tip of his anatomical instrument of suggestion. Able to hide himself well, there was no indication of his lustful intentions as the woman smiled at him and took a seat next to him. Once seated, she felt a coolness make its way down her back until it reached her pelvis and then to her lady below. There it began to warm. The sudden rush of adrenaline activated her innermost secrets within her lady's longing. 
Her panties moistened at the sound of Ambrosio greeting her. He spoke. She answered with a quiver, her hands now sweating as she gripped the bench tightly and held her head backwards. And then it fell. The sky had paled gray and the wind had been blowing unnoticeably for about 10 minutes now. Her nipples hardened when a sharp brush of wind grazed them like a finger's touch. Ambrosio had begun his session with her. He took her mind to her favorite imagination. It was a dimly lit room garnished with flowers and candles, satin drapes and areas that had fruit atop a pile of rose petals in every color. She was stretched out across a tall bed with white linen. The mattress was as soft as her maple skin. There were four posters that had sheer satin drapes that slightly hid the motions of her gyrating to the sounds of Ambrosio's voice commanding her to touch herself. She had always wanted to make love outside in a bed overlooking the ocean. He gave her all of the above, minus her reluctance towards the unfamiliar. He whispered a melody of penetration into her ears. Her heart sang to him a confession of wanting to be free. He again whispered his way past her clits throbbing for devouring. She could feel his hand stroke her back as his detailed chest was on hers, catching every breath. What her eyes could not see, her mind could not deny what her body was experiencing. Now in a full exchange of gyration, she cried out, yes. Then a sequence of tears fell in sync with her first orgasm. Ambrosio placed his mirage of manhood at the farthest point of her center and curved it in awe of what he could feel of her experience. It was nothing like he had ever felt. He felt sorry for her. Never having been with anyone before this, he felt guilt cover his indecisive heart, or what used to be one. What have, would have been a sign for him to stop a long time ago was now his green light. He entered her body fully and explored her mind's heartbreaks, its curiosity, its ambitions, its compassion, and when he saw her from the inside, he appeared before her. Her eyes widened as did her legs. She accepted him. He lifted her onto his waist and found her satisfaction in every corridor of her uncharted areas. She came for him on command. He asked her what she desired most of her first sexual experience, and she replied, passion, consideration, and respect done. Ambrosio took in a deep breath and laid down on the bed. Another of him lifted her above his head and then onto her stomach, keeping a dip in the lower part of her back, then on her side and in between the intercourse of relaying, referring exchanges. He tasted every drop of her releases. There was none wasted. He paused and took a thirst-quenching responsibility for every flow of her gratitude for him helping her to find that special place that she never thought she would visit. With his tongue still firmly pressed on her lady's button, he sucked the remaining juices that held on to her last release of the night. She gasped and let go. When she opened her eyes, she was still sitting on the bench very much more relaxed with a hint of refreshment and a fatigue that persuaded her to head home and skip her last class. Ambrosio sat and watched from a distance as she shed a single tear for her. She had no idea, he said to himself. 
Ambrosio. Ambrosio is a character I started developing some years ago. Um, no, this is not one of those poetic pieces that you guys are used to, but it is definitely very much a poetic existence. Uh, no, it's not a supernatural thing per se, but it is definitely above and something very much on another plane from the, the natural or normalcy. We never really realize the effects we have on a person until after the fact or somewhere in between uh, when we notice something and we can't quite recognize what it is. But uh, Ambrosio embodies a huge part of me and my experiences in life as it pertains to things I've heard from people I've, I've been a part of their lives or they've been a part of my life in one capacity or another. And he reminds me of that part of me that has to remain conscious of who I am as a whole person. You know, there are different characters that I write and I try to give them pieces of me and still make them their own person themselves. But Ambrosio was one of those characters where I can sit soberly and, and just write about him and just take this whole world of what life is and express those those different things. Now I do take it a step above and quite beyond a normal effect because sometimes you really don't know what effect you have on people or the things around you. And you know, later on in life you see something and you're just like, wow, how did that happen? And you may have played a big part in that. And you want to always be conscious of the strength of your energy. And sometimes we don't know. You know, we sometimes we have to grow into the knowing of that energy. And when you give off that energy, you have to be careful. Uh, it can also be fun. It's not always a bad thing. It can also be very, very exciting, enjoyable. Um, if you have a significant other or someone that you love pleasuring or pleasing, it can prove to be very, very useful because that transference of energy can very much so give them an enlightened experience every time because you're so conscious of yourself there's a control that you have of yourself as to where you can put yourself aside and really consider that other person and give them a true experience um, and that works across the board not just sexually but very much so intimately for those of you who really understand the difference between something being sexual and something being intimate. Um, there's a connection that we have to one another as people. And as we connect with one another, we need to understand better of ourselves so that we can properly grow into that power. Or it could definitely, definitely be something that leads to our pain as well as others. So look forward to more from Ambrosio. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep him on the podcast or I'm going to give him his own platform, but there'll definitely be stories to come, whether it's in audio format or um, literary. Who knows? Right now, Ambrosio is still growing in my mind, and <laughs> every day as I grow, he will definitely have more that's added to the world that is him.